0: All right, hey everybody. I hope you are doing good on this Monday. This is Edie and Elizabeth here with The Age Where Nothing Fits on Radio DePaul, Chicago's College ca- Connection. Oh my gosh, Ooh. I want to say College I'll campus it. <laughs> Every time we do that. But, anyways, we are so excited today. We have our first ever guest on the show for Alba, and I don't want to get into too much about her because I want her to introduce herself. So, Adora, if you want to say some opening words to our audience.
1: Hi guys, I'm Adora. Um, you can see me on social media, Adora Alava. Um, I go by she/her pronouns. I'm a freshman at DePaul this year, and I'm senator for community and government relations in SGA. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Okay, so the reason that we have Adora on our show today is, as you know on our little talk show elizabeth try and talk about kind of our own coming of age stories and how we're finding out who we are and kind of it's kind of hard right now in a pandemic to really like find the things that you're passionate passionate about and be active with them and i saw adora i think you're like political you have like because you have a little political like campaign when you're still running instagram account that followed me and i just thought it was so cool because before that i didn't even know like i obviously knew there's like a student government to paul but i didn't even know there were like seats up for senate Running, So I guess the first question I have is kind of like what one what got you interested in
1: running and two how did you even find out
0: about how you could run for senator.
1: So I, I have experience in student government back when I was in high school, but um, I focused more on the club that I actually founded, which was um, Asia club in my high school but then i started seeing the lack of representation within minorities in high schools so i guess i started to get political and the thing is i don't think that's a bad thing because i feel like that's really stigmatized um especially among high schools to speak up and say something um so i got political uh through that but um also too just with the sga position specifically at depaul I had to look into it a little bit more because I was actually shocked that the position for senator was open to freshman students and my main competition when I was campaigning were other freshmen too and then I think one junior or senior so um campaigning for the position wasn't really hard I think it was just harder to get the voice out there because campus isn't open and we can't really all like see each other or talk. So obviously politics wise, it's very tough when you're campaigning, but yeah. yeah.
2: That's super cool. I liked what you said about how you really pushed for inclusivity, 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 whatever. Um, (laughs) You pushed for that in high school and you said that like your high school, like you wanted to work on diversity because I come from a high school that's not very diverse at all. And I wish there would have been someone like you that would step up and do that. Um, our next question for you is like, are you a political science major? What's your major? Does it have something to do with, with SGA?
1: Yeah, so actually I'm not a political science major. I'm a economics major um, for BA degree and um, I'm actually in the honors and JD program as well. So the plan's always been law school since I was younger just because I do have like a lot of lawyers and like, actually my dad was a politician back at home in the Philippines. So I guess I got my political uh, attributes from him, but um, no, I feel like I feel like political science, um, I think it differs from economics just because I'm more of an analytical person and I wanted to get a different perspective like um looking into society and how to like actually tackle like problems and stuff especially like creating policies because as we all know like financial restrictions uh sometimes hinder political change so i wanted to um you know study the systems behind that and figure out you know what we can do to change you know any discrimination within our nation so
0: yeah yeah, no, that's actually really interesting. Um, Elizabeth and I, off camera, were actually talking about um, how we both thought we'd be awful makers because, like, I was talking about how cool it is because I was looking through your Instagram account and like reading your policies. And I don't have the kind of mind where like it would work for me. more like you were talking about how you have the economical, like, financial background where I could like see like the financing that goes within it. And I also just think it's interesting how you were talking about how like the economic, the economic side of policy making because in my discover class a couple weeks ago which is um, justice in the city we were talking about how when you have these issues that you want to solve the best way to like solve them and get a community that will help fight for them like with you like for trying to get more diversity just out in society in general is to take people with a bunch of different passions a bunch of different interests and having them work together and having them attack the issue from all sides which i think is really cool so, well, um, I guess this is a little off topic. We do want to talk to you today about like what your plans for the year are and like your agendas and your policies so our audience can get to learn a little more about how cool you are and then also about like the kind of things that you have planned. But um, our show, we like to talk about how movies and music kind of inspire us and influence us and kind of like shape our views on life. And we were wondering if there are any um, films or music or any sort of art really that's like kind of shaped who you are or at least like changed your mind on something.
1: Yeah, so um, to be honest, uh, when I think about music and movies, that's kind of like my escape from, you know, academia. But basically, a classic trilogy that I watched when I was younger was Rush Hour. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but that was um, the Jackie Chan movie with uh, Chris, uh, I think Chris Rocker, I think it was. And um, basically, that was the first time like I ever saw like a comedy classic with an Asian character as one of the main characters, and I thought that was so cool, especially because um, a lot of films in the early like '90s and stuff had a lot of racism kind of laced into it. But I feel like this comedy like didn't have any of it in there, and I thought it was really interesting to finally like see someone who looked like me on the screen and like have a really successful, cause they came out with like three movies and they were all successful. So yeah, that's my, my favorite movie of all time. Um, in terms of music, I absolutely adore um, Uzi. So <laughs> you guys asked me to pick a song and I picked 20 minutes because Uzi songs just like, they just hype me up in the morning and at night. And it was funny because I actually, um, I was listening to his track before the results came out for the election. And I was like, it just put me in such a good mood because I was like, okay, no matter how this goes, like I'll be happy with with, like the outcome, so.
0: Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I kind of like hearing how, um, because I feel like sometimes we get in the like mindset, like, oh, the movies and like the songs that we listen to are supposed to um, be like super like, I don't want to use meaningful, but like we're supposed to like really like deeply like look into them um but like I like how you're talking about how it's just like it's things that bring you joy and it's kind of like a relaxer which I feel like that's important part of movies and like music too
1: right I think I don't think like especially like women like in politics and stuff I feel like you should be really serious about issues and stuff like that of course, but um, when it comes to, like, leisure time, I feel like, you know, we should be wholesome, too, with how we approach things, so I'm not going to give you guys, like, too much intellectual impact if it's my favorite movie, <laughs> but yeah.
2: Yeah, we were talking um, on a previous episode about how, like, the things that you consume, like, it doesn't have to be deep, it also doesn't even mm-hmm. have to be, like, the best thing that's ever made for you to enjoy it, like, you can just like what you like, you know? Right, hmm And then I think we're gonna jump into what are some of your plans and policies for the year? Like, what do you really want to get done in SGA? Like, do you have like an agenda planned?
1: Yeah. So, okay. So, in terms of like my general initiatives, um, I've when I was campaigning, I actually like had the privilege of like talking to all these different organizations, like um, uh, UMMA, which is our uh, United Muslims Moving Ahead at DePaul, which is our Muslim Student Association. We also have Kalahi, which is like a Filipino organization for like Southeast Asian students. And like talking with all of these organizations, they really got to voice like very like specific needs that they had pertaining to their own culture, which I found was interesting because I honestly thought it was kind of sad because it felt like there wasn't enough communication going on. So in terms of that. I was thinking about, like, having, like, creating and coordinating with, like, whether it's virtually or, like, in person with, like, safe social distancing measures and, like, um, implied there will be, like, racial and, like, diverse seminars and, like, festivals for, like, different organizations so they can come together and, like, talk about, like, intercultural awareness, um, the traditions and, like, the needs of each community at DePaul because I feel like there's not enough communication between all those groups and marginalized communities uh, to really get like a better understanding of each other. Like, especially now with the political climate that we're all going through, um, tomorrow's election day. and Very nervous about <laughs> yeah, that. I was gonna say, right. look, I'm very jittery today. <laughs> I know. And I feel like that should, um, that should be talked about like, It shouldn't just come from just people, you know, with the same interests as you. I feel like different interests can really, like, widen people's perspectives um, for everything. And that was also something, too, like, organization, sorry, um, spoke about, too, that they would want to, like, connect more with other, like, other organizations like BSU, um, uh, or, like, LGBTQ+, and Queer Community um but like aside from that um like more specific initiatives would probably be like so our muslim students and jewish students actually don't sadly don't have um halal and kosher food meal plans that are offered at depaul and if you don't know what halal or uh, kosher meal plans are it's basically just um like food meal plans that would align with their religious beliefs and um everything like that i feel like as a catholic university if we say that we are welcoming all these students and faculty from different walks of life and different religions i feel like we need to you know have established programs to support that and align with all of that to really like give the support that um, our students and faculty need so yeah that like goes into like mental health initiatives that i have too um whether it's like virtual or in person I just want to be there for everyone, like emotionally, physically, spiritually, all of that, because I was looking at the statistics, too, and especially with our winter quarter being announced that it's primarily going to be online, um, I think this is more important than ever to really implement all these things. So, yeah. Yeah, um going back about
0: cuz I actually um I didn't know if you noticed but when you were talking I was completely paying attention but I was going through like your initiatives cuz I saw the one about how there are no kosher and or halal meal plans and I'm going to be honest like that completely like shocked me because Mm -hmm. when I think of DePaul, I know DePaul is a Catholic university, but I also, I'm just gonna be honest, like, the reason I picked DePaul is because it was one of the more, like, liberal schools that I applied to, and I just thought, okay, this is going to be a community where actually everyone is listened to, and it's actually, like, an inclusive community, and it honestly kind of shocks me that those, that there aren't those meal plans already, because I think there's vegetarian meal plans, but, like, these are for religious, religion. Reasons. And I know when I toured DePaul, they like showed us, they're like, oh, you don't have to be Catholic to go here. Like, we have centers for Muslims, we have centers for people who are Jewish, and et cetera. And I don't know, like, just reading that um, about, I think it's great that you're planning to implement that kind of policy because I think it's really needed.
1: Right. I think they did notify me. I just want to make it clear that people were actually like started to work um, on this last year, but obviously the pandemic like stopped uh, any momentum that we did have. But I feel like I just want to take a more aggressive approach towards it. I'm already working with the dining committee right now to like get started with things. And I'm probably gonna, you know, start working on it deeper after finals, but I really just want to provide this because whether or not we do end up going in person for the rest of this year, i feel like they should already be established and prepared for students by next fall
3: mm-hmm. yeah hard. i completely
0: agree
1: yeah um
0: i have like after talking to you i actually have two more questions um yeah. I guess because they're, they're kind of i mean they're related to policy but mm-hmm. they're unrelated questions you can start whichever one you want first one i want to ask more about your green policies because i was going through that and you were talking about um i don't want my phone to shut down but about like a Green Garden at DePaul, which I think would be really interesting because personally, I'm not on campus right now and I've only had the opportunity to visit campus a couple of times and I have noticed that um, Since DePaul is in an urban setting. There's like less of like the typical like campus greenery setting and then so that's my first question about like specifically your green policy going green um, sustainability policies and my second one is all this policy making I can understand that it would take up a lot of time and a lot of work and I was just wondering like what kind of like resources is SGA giving you to like come up like work with people who can help you with these policies and then also just asking if you're like t- having time to like t- take care of yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I actually appreciate you asking me how, I, how I'm doing. Um, I'll, I'll get to that in the end, but um, in terms of like green policies, um, I would say actually I have been on campus myself because um, I live like an hour, hour and a half away from campus, but obviously campus isn't open and like with everything going on right now, especially in Chicago with everything being boarded up, it's probably not the best time to go and check that out, but we do actually already have a campus garden at um, DePaul. What I wanted to do was implement more to increase not only just food sustainability at DePaul, but we would have like more composting programs implemented that we already do have, but also just to have like a space for people to improve on their mental health, you know, somewhere on campus where students can go to and not have to worry about things because it's, been, um, it's actually been like statistically proven that the more um, greenery and campus gardens that we have, in, um especially in an urban setting like DePaul, uh, more students can actually be, become more active and involved in like environmental, um, environmental change. And I think that'd be amazing because, like, I don't think that you need to join, like, a garden club just to, you know, be interested in all of these things. I feel like that should be very accessible. But, yeah, in terms of, like, policy making and all of that, uh, SGA, we actually have co- things called ad hoc committee committees where they're not official committees. Like, for example, we have um, an ad hoc committee right now for undocumented students. And um, we work with them and stuff to... Uh, work on their needs and work on uh, uh, what they want right now, especially like a support system and everything with everything going on uh, political wise. And I think that these connections make it easier to actually form the policies because we also want to be careful with what uh, what we say and put out there because it can be really dangerous too if we put out a policy that's either already there or it just wouldn't work. With DePaul, you know, as an institution, so we have to be really careful about that. Honestly, I enjoy talking to people. I like hearing, um, you know, what they have to say, and like whether it's talking about mental health or not. I think it's I think it's important just to be there for one another. Uh, I wish I could honestly all like meet you guys in person, but one day we will hopefully. Um, hopefully, yeah. I think okay, so. One thing that really helps me every single day is reading to myself uh, verbal affirmations in the morning. Um, I just like to write them down in like this little journal that I have and like, just, I'm a big quote person. I know quirky, but I have uh, like poetry (laughs) books and all of that. And I like to read them like every single day, just to remind myself that like, Hey, if you don't get everything done at the end of the day, like your best self is gonna look different every single day. So you have to love yourself at the beginning and at the end and what's meant to be will will come. So, yeah.
2: That's so awesome. I love, you seem just so put together.
0: I'm so done.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> no, oh. You-
0: so well worded. It is so crazy because I mean, like, we have this talk show, and all the time we are—I mean, like—you can't really tell this episode. We are stumbling over all of our words. We forget what we're saying all the time, mm-hmm. and you just are like speaking so intellectually, and like what you're saying like makes sense, and like the way you're stringing it along even sounds good. Because I know sometimes when I talk, like, what I want to get have said, like, the meaning gets a little like messed up, and not with you at all, like. You are a really good speaker. Oh, my gosh. My dog is going crazy, so let me mute myself.
1: No, oh, you guys are fine. Like, I love your energy right now. It actually <laughs> makes me feel very, like, comforted and everything. Like, I feel just open talking to you guys, and love your dog.
2: <laughs> love <him. laughs> or her. makes me very happy to hear. I feel like every time we record, we jump on Zoom, and we're just like, eh, romanticism. But that's oh, the, the best visitors. we don't know what we're doing we're just here <laughs> for a fun time but I don't know it's so great to get another perspective because again usually we just sit here over zoom and we talk about nothing for an hour so it's great to hear what you have to say and also I really liked what you were saying kind of going back to what you were talking about about the um like the halal meal plans it's so interesting to hear how these things get put in motion because I feel like we see a lot of student politicians who are promising all of these things and then we come back a year later and we're like what's what's changed you know but you're Mm -hmm. actually implementing change and that is so inspiring
1: oh my god thank you and like can i say just a quick thing for you and your co-host i feel like um what you guys are doing right now is like amazing because i feel like like giving people a platform to like talk about you know what they want to do and like talk about the stuff that like people don't want to talk about or like don't think that they have time to talk about is amazing like that's that's student involvement right there and i love that <laughs>
0: thank you thank you sorry i just had to unmute myself because my dog daisy she says hi she loves you both but um she's going crazy crazy but um i just want to say we were really excited to interview today like i said early in the episode it's our first time doing the interview, but we're planning on doing more. And I just want to say I was personally moved by like how passionate because I followed you already. And then like your political Instagram followed me. And I just thought I just love like my favorite thing about people are their passions. And I just love talking to people about their passions. And like just having this brief like little like combo with you has just like been so wonderful, not only to know that we have such like a young empowered woman working for the students at DePaul but just like ha- knowing we have a person like you in the future in general like that's so interesting to me and awesome interesting is the wrong word but um I was going on a roll for a while <laughs> so it came out but it's just so amazing and I'm just so glad that we couldn't we could talk
1: to you and we also have you at DePaul no oh my god thank you guys so much you guys are literally the sweetest thank <laughs> you I really appreciate that Someday
2: we'll meet in person and it'll be super
1: fun. <laughs> yes, we we, we will. We for sure will. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we will get boba. If you guys haven't already had boba, we will all Oh get my God,
3: <laughs> I love
2: boba. I love boba too. Oh my gosh.
0: So the, there's a boba place by me where they have like a hundred flavors. And I literally like, I used to go there like all of the time. The menu is crazy awesome.
1: I know. Oh, I'm glad you guys like boba. Because it's an interesting thing to explain, but thank God you guys already know what it
3: is.
2: Yeah. um, Oh, sorry. (laughs) I had a friend in high school whose mom like made boba, like she homemade it. And so I got to try like homemade boba. And I was like, oh, my God, my life has changed. Oh, (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. But kind of transitioning. I love that we went on this conversation about boba. But something that we do every episode is we talk about a bucket list item, just something that we want to accomplish for the week, just like a small goal. Because kind of like back what you were saying, just getting something done every day just helps you become the best version of yourself. So we want to hear a little bucket list item for the week or for the year, for whenever, just something that you want to get done
1: yeah so okay i like split it up when i was approaching this question to like a short-term goal that i have and then a long-term goal that's awesome um yeah so my long-term goal is i love to travel and i know with like all the covid restrictions right now hopefully greece lets us in as americans but um i've always wanted to like watch a sunset in Santorini, Greece, because I heard that apparently in Greece, whenever the sun sets, everyone just sits out and just watches it go down as if it was like a movie. And I think that is the purest thing on earth. That's so cute. That's so wholesome. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. And I've wanted to
3: go
0: to
1: Greece, but now there's another reason for me to go. <laughs> I don't know. No, we, yeah, for sure. And then, um, I guess one short term thing I, uh, so I love to paint and actually you can, if you follow my main account, you can see all like my paintings and everything like that. I used like actually run us like a small business and stuff to like paint on people's like jean jackets, whatever they want, like album covers, whatever. But I actually haven't been able to do that sadly, sad face emoji. Um, <laughs> for like a while now but i'm like i'm really hoping after finals i can just dedicate like a good four to five hours just painting because it's it's the ultimate stress reliever like i love it so yeah that's my short term goal
0: no i love that um this is a little off topic but i just think it's funny that you did the enter sad face emoji because on our first episode of the talk show we're both very I'm we're both very passionate about emojis and we ended up like timing it we talked about emojis for 15 minutes and about how they like every part of life and afterwards I had like one of my friends hit me up and be like that was a good show but why did you talk about that for like a fourth of the show so I'm glad that you did the enter emoji but um that's awesome yeah I love um personally I love doodling and I like painting but I'm better at Dude, like doodling just more of like my thing and I think it's like such a stress reliever like I've been lucky lately after midterms I carved out some time and I just doodled in my journal for four hours and it was just so nice like how we're talking about with movies and music it's so nice just to have like something that like when the world because the world is so busy right now just have something that you enjoy and you don't even have to have a deep meaning behind why you enjoy it it just makes you happy
1: Yeah, I think that's really important. Honestly, like developing our character, everything like, I hope everyone who's listening, takes some time for themselves. Because you can't, you just can't, you really can't take everything on your own. And if you need a support system, I'm always here. Um, I know you guys are always here for everyone too. So that's really helpful. Oh, yeah. Just the one last thing it's been
0: really nice talking to you today the one last thing would be since you picked the song today if you want to tell everyone what the song is and then we normally just do like a little like 30 second description of why we chose the song and like how it relates to today's episode or anything
1: uh okay so um i think i mentioned it earlier but i picked 20 minutes by uzi Lil uzi and i just adore him he's adorable but um I listen to this song just because honestly, like I listened to it the most when I was in the city and I feel like it it, like gives me hope that we're all like gonna go see each other and stuff on campus again. And we can like live all like the city aesthetics and life that we all want. (laughs) So I think, um, yeah, this song is really inspiring for that.
2: All right, well, that's well, awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. It means so much that you took time out of your obviously very busy schedule. Very, very to busy schedule.
1: No, oh my gosh, thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate like what you guys have going on and like having me on here. So thank you. Yeah,
2: of course. All right, so we're at about halfway. So we're gonna take a break. We're gonna play an ad. We're gonna play Adora's song. And then when we come back, we'll do tweet of the week and bucket lists and yeah it'll just be elizabeth and
0: i wah, yeah. wah, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> bye guys bye radio DePaul paul is back our amazing hosts are recording
1: their shows safely from home so that the best college station in the nation can bring you the
3: same great shows and the same great music every week listen live on our brand new website, RadioDePaul.com, or on our free award-winning Radio
0: Paul app. This is Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection,
3: pandemic style. I said, why you keep calling? I said, why you keep calling? Yeah. She said, I need to know it, yeah, because I know that you're still calling. She just wanted to go back to the future, so I brought that color to DeLorean. I may listen to, I gotta go, so I to so that girl, I'm going I show I put a coat on the top of my coat Only 20 minutes before the show I met that girl and I at my show That friend man in the crowd on the floor Out of town, never saw her before Told her, baby, we don't got that long Listen, this not my city show But I treat it like my city show 20 more minutes and more 20 more minutes and doing more 20 more minutes and doing more 20 more minutes and doing more 20 more minutes and more 20 more minutes enjoy more I got the dogs. I a ride on my drink. You passed me hunker, so this what you're wrong. Man, I just started. Man, I just started. Oh, I got please yeah. on that don't have power got enough just to honor me. i on that tree like an ottoman. Money so long like a car You lied to me, wasn't sorry. This. On the weekend, you was partying. It was just me, it was targeting. It was just me, it was targeting. targeting. Jumping the push on my target. target. Jumping the line, I ain't pocketing. Ice is so corn, I still partying. Go to my show that you me in. She called my phone with these merch She called my phone with that urbs I said girl why you keep calling I said girl why you keep calling She said I need to know it Cause I know that you're still calling She just wanna go back to the future so I brought that girl to DeLorean 21 minutes until I got go so I told that girl I'm not f-. I met that girl and I bet my show That for a man in the crowd on the floor but Out of town never saw her before Told her baby we don't got that long Listen This not my city Show, but I treated like my city show 20 more minutes into my 20 more minutes into him on Twenty more minutes into my 20 more minutes into him on Twenty more minutes into my 20 more minutes into him on I am not talking because you want me cause I got a dog that that girl right on my trick in the top He me hover so they switching rooms
2: Hi everybody! Welcome back to the age where nothing fits on Radio DePaul. We what we just played Adora's song. What twenty one minutes by Lil Uzi? That's what it was. Yes,
0: you are correct,
2: Queen. Okay, got it. Um, we were really excited to have her with us for that interview. Um, I don't know. We just think it's like a cool little shift that we're doing. We want to do more of this to interview young people and just see the really inspiring things that they're doing.
0: Yeah, I so the two of us talked, and we were kind of talking about how our first couple of episodes, because this is our fifth episode, were kind of like us introducing ourselves, like our hobbies, what school has been like for us, our friends, our favorite movies and music. And we kind of want to shift to, we want to interview young, passionate people, because I guess that's the whole theme of our show. Not I guess, but it is, about kind of coming of age and just realizing, like, coming of age is just finding what you're passionate about and learning how to make it like an important part of your life and like what you do and being passionate about life. So we want to interview people and see kind of like how they found their passions, what they're doing to stay passionate And kind of like, because I feel like it's kind of sometimes hard to be a young person because you're told to go, we're told that we're lazy and that we should do things. But when we do things, we're told that we're too young. So Mm -hmm. we're just trying to build like a community of people who we're all rooting for you and we all want you to do well. And we're ourselves trying to figure out who we are and Mm -hmm. how that we can be passionate and do well. So yeah. Oh, sorry. That being said,
2: um, if you're a young person out there who's got something that they want to plug, a cool project or something that they're working on, like, let us know. We'll have you on the show to come talk about whatever you're passionate about. We would love that.
0: What you're passionate about, we're passionate about. Like, I yeah. just love, I've talked about this multiple times because I have a habit of talking about the same thing over and over again. But my favorite thing to talk about with people is what they're passionate about. Because even if I don't understand what they're talking about, I can understand how, like, the joy it brings them, like, from the way that they talk. And I just think, like, people's passions are what connect them. It reminds us of people's, like, what makes them human. And I don't know.
2: Yeah. So thank you again to Adora for coming on our show. We really enjoyed
0: having her. It was awesome. I want to say really quick that I'm doing, for my Discover class, we're doing our final is making a policy. And like, it has been so hard for me to make one singular policy. Like, that's just what my final is. And I had to run this thing called an REIA. R-E-I-A. And it was like, it's just like 15 questions and you answer about, you have to answer like statistics and what your policy is going to do and how your policy is going to affect certain communities and what are the positive and the negative effects. And it's been so stressful and so hard finding the resource to, resources to actually like, like get my policy going. So I was just like, I don't know exactly how many policies Adora has, but like she has so many. Like if you go to her Instagram account, oh my goodness, like I could not even imagine being able to make all those policies. And it, once again, it makes me so happy that we have such a powerful young woman, like working for the students of DePaul. And we're also hoping to talk to some other student government members because that is just crazy policy making. So cool, something I'm not the best at, but I love learning about.
3: Hmm.
2: All right, so we're going to do a little bit of a hard transition into Tweet of the <laughs> Week. So Edie, do you want to? say your tweet of the week well this i guess it's important to mention that the election has now concluded we know who the next president of the united states will be because i don't our tweets does your tweet have something to do with yes, that because
0: absolutely. mine does <laughs> mine does a little bit but oh actually actually now i just read the other tweet that I caused it but yeah mine does have something to do with the election so um basically a year ago donald trump um made this tweet about Greta Thunberg. The amazing climate change activist. Like, she literally, I forgot how old she is. I think she's like 16. Yeah. She I is amazing, very powerful, very well spoken. I love what she stands for. And, anyways, he was just talking about how she's ridiculous and she's so angry and that she needs to just act like a teenager. But, anyways, Donald Trump, as we all know, was freaking out and he said, he tweeted, stop the count about the election. <laughs> The electoral ballots, and she responded in the exact same way that he responded to her a year ago. So she said, "So ridiculous! Donald must work on his anger management problem, then go to a good old fashioned movie with a friend. Chill, Donald, chill." And it got 1.8 million likes. And why I love it so much is he tweeted this exact same thing, except instead of Donald, it said Greta, Uh, almost a year ago. I think it was December 2019. I know it's 2019, and I know it wasn't quite a year, but it's almost a year now. Yeah, it must
2: have been like. didn't she speak at like the un last year maybe that she
0: did and i think that was in december so i want to say that was december 2019 i know it was 2019 and just a little under a year ago and i just want to say i think it's the perfect response because i think something that's hard when you're young is when you're passionate about something people don't use the word passionate they just say you're emotional and too idealistic so i feel like this was like the perfect response like to her, like to like him his taunt of her a year ago, because she's exact like if people want to claim that she's being too emotional, she's using the exact same words that yeah. he used at her. So I mean like okay, be a hypocrite great i guess yeah it's especially hard when you're a young lady trying to get something done (laughs) let's also just talk about like you could be like a 45 year old very intelligent woman very educated woman and people still call you too emotional that they'd call a man passionate and well spoken about if he said the exact same thing and i'm gonna leave it at that baby
2: (laughs) um my tweet's a little more humorous it just says um Joe Biden moving into the White House looking for the half a sandwich he left in the break room four years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny. I didn't see that one. Did you retweet it or no?
2: Um no, I just liked it.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so funny.
2: <laughs> and then everybody in the like the replies is like quoting things that like maybe he's saying they're like, no, no, it's prosciutto. It's 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 in the back. It's in this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's I'll have to look for that tweet. I haven't really been looking at the funny stuff lately.
2: Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard. There isn't a lot of funny stuff right now. I mean, like starting two more now that it's like kind of like reaching its end. But
0: yeah, I I've been very stressed out this week. And yesterday is when it was called. And since then, I've felt such a fresh of like, even like yesterday was a beautiful day. Like it was yeah, sunny. It days. was <laughs> such a good day yesterday. Immaculate. <laughs> the weather was beautiful. I went for this really nice car ride. Got some really good coffee. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just want to, like, because now we're kind of shifting and talking about, like, the nows of our life on our show. And I just to say, I've, like, feel so much more clear headed than I have in a very long time. Yeah. Like, yesterday it was so beautiful outside. My
2: friend and I, like, went for a bike ride and then we sat outside by a campfire. And then after okay. you and I watched Saturday Night Live together over Zoom, we did that.
0: Yes, we did that.
2: something that we haven't talked about much is our weird
0: love for saturday night live oh my gosh i love the snl so much i grew up on it like i grew up in like the i think i first started like being more conscious of it like the christian wig Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader like moment of SNL but I have been a big fan ever since I love it's just such a fun thing and my mom and I always talk about it was something that she loved when she was younger like my age and she still loves it now and like it's just a fun little connection and Elizabeth and I she sent me like last week we filmed um episode four and afterwards she watched SNL and she sent me the most most in-depth SNL (laughs) review and it was so much fun I had
2: to. John Mulaney was hosting and I love him and I knew it was going to be good if he was hosting. I didn't really like grow up on it like you did. I probably got into it probably a couple months ago, but now like every Saturday I'm like, hee hee, got to stay up, got something to do. Also, it's (laughs) such a weird little like dream job of mine to work there, not to do anything, not to be on TV, not to actually
0: do anything stressful, just do something behind the scenes, you know, just to be there i want to see a live show of it once like i wouldn't care if it was just a dress rehearsal rehearsal or like the actual live show but i want to see it so bad because like also i love the current cast right now i mean Me i'm sure when a new cast comes i'll eventually learn to like them but in the next, like, couple of years in college, I want to make it a long-term bucket list goal of mine to go see SNL Live. Because I, I don't know, I just love it. And kind of a little off topic, but um, The Onion, I don't know if you've ever watched, like, The Onion videos. On Twitter, I'm, like, I follow The Onion. And I want to say that The Onion's videos from, like, 10 years ago are so funny and the acting <laughs> is so good. The only reason I thought of this, because I read a comment the other day where it was, like, sometime, it was, like someone in The Onion's YouTube Um, channel was just like sometimes your videos are like even better acted and funnier than SNL which is so true I love the onion if you're ever bored and you're a big SNL fan and you feel like you've seen everything SNL watch an onion video or like subscribe to their twitter because they post twitter stuff too yeah
2: I follow them on twitter and I like some of their they have some really good headlines I've never watched one of their videos but now I have to get into it oh my
0: gosh they're so funny Mm mm-hmm
2: Something that, going back to SNL a little bit, something that always bothers me is when you, like, see those people who are like, SNL hasn't been funny since 2010. Like, what do you mean? You haven't seen a single second of the show since 2010 that you didn't think was funny? Like,
0: they're, like, I don't get like even like like because there's been times where like the show is not good, but I'm gonna be honest, even on the episodes where it's not good, Michael Shea and Colin Jones always <laughs> do <it> for me. <laughs> they save they're it. So funny. They do save it. It's their dynamic. I love like they're like like their banter and they're always laughing at each other's jokes, which is like I just I love them so much. Literally so precious. Love both of them. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't understand how people can be comedy snobs because everybody laughs at different things
0: i know i don't get it either like it's like if you don't find something funny like you don't have to like bash it like there are some things where like i don't like dark humor like yeah. at all and like i feel like there are like some things that are like appropriate to bash but like i don't know if, it, if it's a harmless joke i don't know like let's i i can't believe there's like critics of comedy just like let yeah. people have women from what they have enjoyment from like the person at least the person who wrote the skit thought it was funny guys right yeah i'm not a big fan of comedy
2: that uses like groups of people as the punchline
0: yeah like that's not like yeah like
2: jokes about you can like make jokes about generalizations but if the butt of the joke is like putting another group down i'm kind of like
0: "Eh." like that's not humor to me that's just like you're trying to hide like the way you feel about a group and trying to portray it as humor but you're really just being a jerk yeah literally but yeah um yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) So
2: without like a five minute tangent about that that's fine you know it's our show we get to do whatever we
0: want literally just like how we like talk about emojis for 15 minutes we can talk about snl yeah well we want to make us happy
2: mm-hmm.
0: um this is very off topic but um i know in a couple of episodes ago i said that i didn't have to cut tiktok well i got tiktok again guys Ooh and i don't use it like frequently and also it's because i get mad because i'm not on like funny tiktoks i just got it like a week ago so like Um, it is like not good at all mm -hmm. but i somehow ended up on witch talk and i've ended up (laughs) on like the the astrology tiktok literally every single one of my videos is um oh my gosh i don't know okay it's like the tarot card readings which like I grew up as a very strict Catholic and I was always told if you ever do that, if you ever see a second, you're going like, you're going down to hell. Oh, I can't say it. Okay. Well, it's a place, not a word. Anyways, we'll have to cut. Well, we could maybe cut that off. I don't know. But um, I've like been really into it lately. Like I will not lie. Like I will go on for two hours just to like see what like some person who's never met me in the video. Also is like, a million views, so like it's not accurate. I'm like, obsessed with it, but like kind of going off with that because I've also been like really into like astrology signs lately. It's kind of like made me get more into like my spiritual side, going more like um, more um, whatever. I forgot the word I was going to say. It's made me like go back to my spiritual side, which I've always kind of wanted to like get back into it in college. And like lately, I've been trying to practice meditation. And the other day, my friend Brendan and I. We went to this little um forest preserved by us and I brought my crystals with us when we like while we walked. So I'm like, I'm gonna be out in nature, I wanna be connected with Earth. And honestly it was a really nice experience. So I guess I'm trying to get back into the whole heal like my belief with healing crystals. I wanna kind of um look more into that and i've also just been really getting trying to get into meditation again because on wednesday we had to do this mandatory meditation for my discover class and it made me the like, guy was talking about like oh like our minds are never at peace it's a car to be at peace and i realized i cannot remember the last time my mind was at peace my mind has been constantly working since july and i'm like wow that's probably why i feel exhausted every day
1: yeah <laughs> i was happy.
2: so bad that i could like that I had a little spiritual side that I could tap into. I'm such like a type A logical thinker. If it's not right in front of me, I'm like, it's, nope. I don't, I don't get it. It's not yeah, real. Right. Like, I don't know. I know people talk about, I've gotten like crystals and stuff for gifts. And I'm like, what does it do? What does it I'm do? I'm not gonna get you crystals with gifts. That's what i buy you from now on. Um, it's so now. hard for my brain to get over like the placebo effect, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I'm
0: open it. to it. No, I think that's super fair. We've had this. I just remembered, like, we talked about how you don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. See, I <laughs> grew up on Ghost Adventures. That was my show. And there <laughs> also used to be this HBO show where it was like they would send, like, eight year olds into, like, haunted houses by themselves. It would make <laughs> crazy ghost hunters. This was a real show. If anyone remembers the name of it or can find a YouTube clip, please send it to me I'm because curious. I. Was obsessed with this show. I feel like I might know what you're talking about. Is it, um, ah, shoot, Mystery
2: Busters? Those kids that would go in and like try and find like if the banshee was real or something.
0: Was it on HBO? Was Mystery Busters a HBO show? Because I know no. it was HBO. It was on Discovery Kids. I know it was HBO because I remember like how if you have HBO you know it goes like it's like the like static sound (laughs) like that's what the end of every HBO oh is it the beginning or end it's okay it's either the outro or the intro Uh, guys I promise I have HBO I'm not a fake HBO fan um It's, like, the outro or intro of, like, all their episodes. And I know, I like, distinctly, that's, like, the only thing I remember. And I also, I remember, like, this, like, little boy going through a haunted lighthouse and being, like, really scared. And I remember being, like, six and being, like, probably not six, probably, like, eight. And I was, like, I could never do that. These kids are so cool. <laughs> but I want to find the show. You know what? I'm going to make that a bucket of this goal. And I'm going to talk about it next episode. I'm going to, like, write it down. I need to find this show. Good. As you should. As I did. I feel like that, like, I don't know. I grew up on that stuff, which I guess it's weird because I'm the kind of person where, like, I have to see something to believe it when it comes to, like, knowledge. Like, when someone's trying to, like, educate me on something, I want to, like, read facts. I, I want, like, multiple perspectives because I want to know that it's real. But, like, with, like, spiritual sides and ghost side, I don't know. I'm such, like, a, oh, my gosh, ghosts are real like, <laughs> person. Yeah, I don't, I guess my view
2: on ghosts is that I don't think they're real, but I'm not opposed to being proven wrong. You know, yeah. I think it would be very exciting to go and see a ghost in real life. Like I, I would love to be proven wrong. And I remember being in Catholic school in like sixth grade and our teachers telling us that, oh, like if you're Catholic, you have to believe in ghosts because you have to believe that people like in heaven are able to like, I don't know, pass energy to you or like look out for you. And I was like, nah, I, nope, I don't believe it. Like I was <laughs> so rebellious for being a sixth grader
0: in Catholic school, I was like, ghosts aren't real. Nope, they're wrong. You know, Catholic kids are I feel like Catholic middle school kids always grow up and elementary school kids grow up so rebellious mm-hmm. because I was literally just talking about how earlier like I never wanted to see a psychic when I was a kid because I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's literally gonna get me sent to the bad place. I'll say that. But now <laughs> I'm like, why did I think that? Like there's just so many like Like my Catholic school, because I went to like a really strict Catholic elementary school, we weren't even allowed to have our nails painted. Like we, like we could only paint it clear, and we could only wear one bracelet, and like your hair tie counted as a bracelet. Like I got yelled at once for having on like, um, I think it was I don't, it was like some sort of like wristband, and then like, um, like a like a hair tie, and I was like, okay, like go off, I guess. I'm so sorry. God's gonna be so mad at me for this, guys yeah i my school i remember it getting the rules getting
2: less and less strict as i got older like i think they just started giving up because i remember in first grade we had to wear like black shoes and like no one was allowed to wear makeup and like we had to like i don't know just rules but then as i got older we were allowed to wear whatever shoes or whatever socks we wanted or whatever jewelry we wanted and a big thing though was we weren't allowed to wear makeup in quotes, but like everybody did. And we weren't allowed, or the boys weren't allowed to
0: have long hair, but like they totally did, you know? No, my school, it got like worse as years went on or it stayed the same, I guess. Like you're not conscious as a little kid but when i was in middle school they once did makeup inspections where they made you like come up to the room and they like scanned your eyelashes and they would send the girls with mascara into the bathroom And i just remember my little rebel friend caroline she had to like wash her mascara off and then she came back in the room and we used to like on pouches. I don't know if anyone else remembers pouches from, like, middle school, where, like, where you would keep, like, we were allowed to bring our backpacks. So we would, like, have these little pouches with our pencils and everything. She, like, whipped out a mascara and a little mini mirror from her pouch and started putting it back in <laughs> religious class. And I would also say about jewelry. In fourth grade, someone got me this really chunky, like, necklace for my 10th birthday and I wore it to school because I thought it was so pretty and I was so excited for it. And my PE teacher was like, yeah, you can't wear that here. You can only wear a cross. That's the kind of stuff you say for date night. And I was like, <laughs> I was 10. Like, I was not going on any date nights, ma'am. Yeah, they were so weird. And for what? I remember once... I
2: think it was seventh or eighth grade. And for Christmas, I got a pair of high top pink Converse and just coincidentally, another girl in my grade got a pair of high top blue Converse. And so we wore them. The thing was, is there was a rule that you couldn't wear high tops, air quotes, but all of the boys in my class did. So I was like, oh, it'll be fine. I won't get in trouble. So we both showed up to school after Christmas break with our high tops and we got yelled at. We were like, you can't wear like, you can't wear the high tops. And we were like, but the boys wear high top sneakers and they were like, yeah, but they wore pants, so it covers the high top part. and oh my which gosh. was total BS because in the in the um, like September or May, the boys were allowed to wear shorts, but they still wear the high top sneakers. I was like, mm. that was the first time I ever, truly remember feeling that like feminist rage you know like I want to get back at the system
0: (laughs) my feminist rage came from when they asked for all the strong boys to bring (laughs) it we one year um had we're like it wasn't my eighth grade class but it was like the math teachers eighth grade class because we literally had like eight different teachers for the whole middle school. So like you just got like I was with the English teacher and like the other eighth grade was with the math teacher. And anyways, they marched down to the principal office and they like read this long note about how like girls should be allowed to carry chairs. to the gym. It was, <laughs> a, it was a big moment for the eighth grade. We had a very similar moment. We had to go, our gym was
2: across the street and we had to go set up I think because our school slash church held a Friday night fish fries in Lent. And we always got subjected to setting up the chairs and tables. And so at that moment, the whole class was pitching in to set up the chairs and tables. But at one point, two of the boys in my class put another boy on their shoulders and marched around the gym just going, no child labor. We represent just the entire time we were supposed to be putting That's up the chairs.
0: so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's actually so funny. <laughs>
2: Okay, harsh transition again. We got to get to the bucket list
0: item because we're running out of time. We're the queens of harsh transitions today.
3: <laughs> There's I no just, warning.
0: We have like so, like, I don't know, like, we've talked about this before about how we're like not, we don't really have like niche interests, I guess. So like, we just like a bunch of different things. So I feel like we're always like hopping around from topic to topic. Like We are. We're SNL, and then it was like our terrible, like, elementary Catholic school <laughs> times. Catholic school now is actually going really good for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now it's great. Now we're at Catholic that's school. Now I can it. actually be myself and I can wear makeup. So yeah. Pretty good. And now I have purple hair. Whereas mm. at my school, I had a friend who was sent to the office for putting in, like, the awful, like, the sun bleach stuff. Oh, I- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it bleaches her hair. She got called to the office for that. It's like, oh, let yeah.
2: her be. We were not allowed to color our hair whatsoever. No fun <laughs> colors.
0: All right. Um, do you want to start with your bucket list?
2: Sure. Um, Mine's kind of boring this week because my bucket list item is just to do what I didn't complete on my bucket list last week. I, know. Actually, I wanted to finish this desk that I've been working on for three weeks and still haven't <laughs> done it. And I want to finish this murder mystery book that I was reading and still haven't finished it yet. So my bucket list is to just finish that.
0: To be fair, it was a very crazy week with the election. I really oh. got done. I was lucky enough that I had both of my bucket list items done last week so this week I have two um but yeah it's been a busy week so give yourself a break Some that you just did a self-care bucket list item yeah um my bucket list items for this week is one of them was completed actually I was like looking through the list I made like right before we started doing our show and one of them was interview someone about their passion and we just did that with Adora which I'm so grateful for. that's one thing off my bucket list here's the little I don't think you can hear it but here guys what? listen to me check it off shh, shh. I did the vocal hear (laughs) sound. But um, my second one's kind of silly, but I've always wanted to do it. Is I want to like celebrate a random national day. I love that there's national days every day of the year. And I had an English teacher um, last year, so like my fresh my first semester of senior year, who was like really into it and would randomly tell us the ones um that were happening on like the day of school we were in so i want to try i looked it up right before we started what they are this week but i just want to choose like one random one and just like participate in it just for fun try to bring a little fun into life yeah but i'm excited for it i don't know make every day a party guys
2: nice okay i get another harsh transition what we do best we're gonna wrap it up because that's pretty much time but thank you so much for listening this week for our awesome interview with Adora and then thank you for sticking around to listen to us rant about Catholic school and SNL. So <laughs> All right we'll guys. See you next time guys. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.